Okay, good morning everybody, hope everybody is well, happy Monday Welcome to the Boost, thanks so much for joining us Thanks for sticking with us We talked last week about this concept of immersion, micro-immersion You don't have to be away, it would be great if you do If you're making the choice of where to go, go someplace that's meaningful If you're making the choice of what to do for weekends, do things meaningful If you get a chance to bring your children, if you've got young children do things that are meaningful. Create micro-experiences. Create immersive experiences because you take those experiences over time and it'll add up. There's a lot of people today that are who they are because their parents brought them to specific places for vacations, for holidays. And although they did it for a few years, for a few moments throughout the year, it changed them. I was talking to a, a camp director over the holiday, and we were talking about this concept, about how there are kids that, that literally transform in camp and go back to their lives and transform in camp and go back to their lives. And then when they get out of, out of, out of the education system, which, by the way, isn't for everybody. It's for a lot of kids, and it does a lot of good for the world, but it's not for every kid. There's a lot of kids that are not thriving in the education system. Something wrong with the system. It's not a knock on the system. It's not a knock on a teacher. Just the reality of trying to fit not every single peg into the boxes that we have. The immersive experiences that they experience is what keeps them them until they get to graduate out of the systems and they can continue their lives. And they become very healthy, productive members of society and look back in their lives you'll see that it's in many ways a product of what they didn't do for most of the year right? what they did for the immersive experiences and where we ended I believe last week was we spoke about the idea of these micro experiences and, the, and even the immersive experiences of being on your phone and getting lost in games and what that's like when you go back to the game, when you go back to the to the to the show, when you go back to the movie, when you get lost in the in the characters. I remember when I was in college, I took a course. Um, the pre-law major was political science and communications. That was the that was the major in college. So it was pre-law. So I took it, and part of the curriculum was the psychology of sitcoms. It was an incredible class. And if you grew up with sitcoms growing up, I don't know how it is today, to be honest, but when I grew up, I remember watching The Cosby Show. I don't know if you guys remember this or not. For those of you who do remember this, I'm sure you're smiling right now. In Growing Pains, in Cheers, and um, there's a whole bunch more that are, that are going to pop, you know, Something with Growing Pains was Kirk Cameron, I think. And as a kid, you know, I grew up, we had a, a TV in the living room, and we watched sitcoms. And ultimately Seinfeld, and there was a few things that came on every week at the same time. That doesn't exist anymore. For those who are watching that are too young to remember those days of where you had a TV in the living room, and your family, I kid you not, my family got around and everyone grabbed the spot on the couch. And at 8 o'clock on Thursday night, we as a family watched The Cosby Show. 
I'm again, there are people going, I can't believe it. Yes. And the people are like, what are you even talking about? And there were these sitcoms that peppered throughout the week that was part, that was part of your life. So I took a course on this, the psychology of sitcoms. And one of the things that the course, the, you know, sort of discussed was that over time, when you watch a character over time, your mind stops seeing them as actors and starts seeing them as in the character, which is why, again, I don't know how it is now, to be honest. It's been a while since I've done this stuff, but which is why a lot of the actors that I grew up with never became movie stars because you're going like what it what's bill cosby doing as like a navy seal like that's weird he's bill cosby shouldn't it be home with the cosby family like doesn't he have like you know like i don't get it like what is going on over here like it doesn't make any sense like what's jerry seinfeld doing that why is he why is he acting like that doesn't he have like that that should it be hanging out with like elaine and like kramer like it doesn't make sense that these are people because over time especially then when you watched it in pieces where you at the end of the half hour on Thursday, you waited until the next Thursday. It created an immersive experience in which you were in their family. You were in their life. They were a part of your, of your week and you interacted with them. You didn't speak to them, but you heard them. And these people that are actors they transformed into being the characters of which you watched for a long time. Forget it. There are people, I don't, again, I don't know how it is now, but when I grew up, there are people who used to watch soap operas every day at like 2 o'clock. They're watching like General Hospital or something. Or, and these characters came on every day at 2 o'clock and kept them company. And created lives, and over time they connected to them. What what screens do is they take us into an immersive world, and that immersive world, although we're still where we are, our mind goes to that world and connects to those people, and thinks about them and worries about them. It's an amazing thing. And if one of them is sick, even though the show's over, you're like, oh my God, I hope they're okay. And if they get into a fight with somebody, you're like, oh my gosh, I hope they make up. And if somebody fails at a goal, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe, I hope that they win. When they're playing a game in the screen and your heart is beating because you hope the shot drops, it's hard to remember that the whole thing is just made up. Because the screens immerse you. And it's important to like pause and recognize that. Because what screens do is it takes you out of a life that's supposed to be immersive and gives you a synthetic life that is immersive. What what the these what the entertainment does for us is it takes this natural desire to be great and to have deep relationships and to and to grow and accomplish and the the feeling of overcoming challenge and the feeling of being vulnerable 
and that being accepted, all the things that make life life. And in our lives will require an enormous amount of potential jagged edges or, 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 or circles, as they say, you know? You know, they say, like, God makes circles and and man makes squares. Like, you know, you know you'll never see, like, a square in a in a forest. You see circles, trees, and, you know, you just see, if you look at the world, you'll see that they're in circles. They're not squares. Squares are too tight. They, 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 it's, too, it's too controlled. Life doesn't work at the same pace with the same precision with the same exact you're about to lose and you win at the moment we don't say that line it doesn't work like that and so what happens when a person engages in an enormous amount I'm like you want to chill chill I'm not judging I'm just sharing and this is part of the class that I took that I, still sticks with me from college what happens is as a person engages in life as they realize that they're not going to accomplish at the level or pace or timeline than they anticipated, or that relationship is much more complex, or that thing doesn't make sense, or whatever it is in life that isn't going at the pace or at the desire or at the success of that which is on the, t- on, the on the screen. What happens is, as you immerse yourself in a fake world, that world becomes real to your brain. And then you start living through characters. You start looking at characters as your avatars. And you start to see them as your representatives, even if you don't realize it. So you want them to win. You need them to win. You... It bothers you if they are in a fight with their loved one. You watch repeats of the shows because when you turn it on, you feel like you're back with them. That's the whole idea of reruns. Why would you watch an episode again of anything? Because you've connected, we've connected so much to these fake characters and they become a part of our lives that it feels better to watch them again and know what's going to happen than to not watch them at all. And so what happens is the screens become vicarious lives for us. And the screens know it. And the writers behind these characters know it. And the lines are tight. And they know exactly how to make sure that this the, the scene has peaks and valleys those dramatic pauses. They know how to create enough tension to hold you, but not too much to break you. And then I had to make it end just at the right moment so that you keep on going. It's this is science. I will talk about this. I'll pick this up hopefully in the morning. Okay, everybody, think about this. If you can, think about where you are living vicariously from those who are behind screens. Alright, we'll talk. Have a great day. With God's help, can't we see you again tomorrow? Living on a lifeline, the world doesn't ever seem to change. Looking for the sunshine, but you're caught up in the rain. It's like your eyes are wide open, but you cannot see. You're watching life.